Since the dawn of civilization, humans have endeavored to become stronger and faster. From the invention of the wheel to today, history is replete with men and women who have applied innovation to fitness. But in the past 50 years, while millions have made livings in this industry, a select few have taken that passion to the highest level, creating brands and products known across the globe. Today we celebrate these pioneers, for they are the Gym Class Heroes. All right, welcome to Gym Class Heroes of Fitness, presented by Athletic Business Magazine and the iClubs Conference, November 20th through 22nd, 2013 in San Diego, California. Strategies for independent clubs and incredible guest speakers, including none other than Magic Johnson, the keynote speaker. We've had Bill Walton in the past, Mike Ditka in the past, Peter Goober was last year, I think. He was. Peter Goober. And then he's good. He's good. Not as good as Magic Johnson, Mike Ditka. I think after Magic Johnson, you pretty much got to end the conference. (laughs) Who are you going to get after Magic? Um, well, you can learn more about it at iClubs.com. But today we are talking uh, uh, fitness and the the history of fitness. And uh, and uh, this is of, of the people we've interviewed so far. I don't think you've known anybody better. Am I right, Ho? Uh, well, I've certainly tried. But no, Jesse is definitely the person I know the best. But you're on a lot of block lists. Um, yes. Why don't you do then? Why don't you do the introduction? Tell, give, tell, tell our, tell he the fans is, a little bit of information about I'm gonna our guest today. I'm going to make him blush. I'm going to make him blush on a podcast. But he is the. Uh, you always want to know who, how the son of a, of a, uh, the child of a prodigy, right, uh, reacts to his, uh, reacts to the industry when he comes into it. You know, it's sort of like uh, Grant Hill's son becoming a next great basketball player, or actually. No, Drew Hill, who was a great football player, had Grant Hill, who became him in his own right a great basketball player. Am I right? Calvin Hill. Calvin Hill. Calvin Hill. Calvin Hill, great receiver, has Grant Hill, who's a great basketball player. Jesse, his father, is perhaps the single. What is it? How, I don't even know how to do this. This is your job. You're the one who does the intros. <laughs> I can't do these intros. I, I I'm making myself blush. You've also. You've heard of Total Gym. I have heard of Total Gym. Total Gym. Jesse is, is president of, of Total Gym. Is is, are you president of Total Gym or president of a different company that Total Gym is part of? La- First of all, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Capadera. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm president of Total Gym Commercial, which is the worldwide commercial division of Total Gym. Uh, Total Gym has three different divisions. It has the corporate main intellectual property brand ownership division called Total Gym Global. That's what Tom Campanero, my father, the founder of Total Gym, is president and CEO of that organization. Its primary purpose is to develop brand intellectual property, uh, so IP development, as well as uh, patented products that it in turn licenses out to two other entities, one being Total Gym Commercial, what I'm president of, and the other being American Telecast Products, which is our infomercial partner that runs the television commercial with Chuck Norris and Christy Brinkley, of which uh, a gentleman named Jim McFadden, who is also an absolute stud in the industry, is president of that company. By the way, I, I envision, you know, the Sports Center commercials where all the athletes are just hanging around, <laughs> you know, uh, ESPN, like doing odd jobs. I consider that your house is the same way. 
that yep. <laughs> that Chuck Norris and Christy Bickley are just like doing odd jobs, working out and helping around the house. Am I wrong? Uh, well, Chuck Norris lives there. You know, I mean, he's, just, he's, <laughs> he's the he's pool boy. Prefers to stay at, at our house and, and hang out by the pool versus you know his own ranch in Houston. But uh, that's beside the point. That's got you. Gotcha. I mean, look, we, we, we should just ju- get right into this. Let's get this out of the way because I think everybody wants to know. Jesse, first of all, you guys are just living uh, outside of San Diego. Is that correct? Correct. Right in okay. San Diego, North County. Right. So, And the iClubs conference and, and athletic business is going to be in San Diego this year. And I think I think what everybody wants and to Jesse know And Jesse will about- be there. Jesse will be there. And Jesse will be there. You can see him in in person. You could touch him. <laughs> you could touch him. It's a little bit awkward. You could, um, yeah, yeah. Let's, you could be careful awkward. with that. My wife may be there too. <laughs> can they run their fingers through your gorgeous hair? How about that? Just kind of... <laughs> no, no, no. It's too tangled and 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 matted up. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, I think everybody wants to know about sort of Total Gym, and and you talked a little bit about the infomercial and sort of what what TV and uh, has done for you guys and. Everybody, obviously, the first or second question they ask you is is about the infomercial. Um, but my 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 question really is, um, how many people come up to you when they find out you live in San Diego and ask you if you know what San Diego means? <laughs> San Diego. San Diego. <laughs> Spanish for well, we'll just we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Nobody knows anymore. Nobody knows anymore. But. Um, you know, obviously, you've got your you're in a you have a long shadow. You're in the you're inside of what's the what's the saying? You're casting your your father casts a long shadow in the industry. I mean, he's he's very well known. Um, but but tell us about Jesse. I, I want to know what it is that is where how you're putting your stamp on this industry. Well, that's a good question. Uh, how am I putting my stamp on the industry? is uh, I guess for this year, it's based on when we look at it from a company perspective, our new product development strategies and our new product solutions that we're bringing out to the market. In March, we launched an new product called the Total Gym Core Trainer, which is a different spin on what we at Total Gym have done in the past. Uh, historically, we've been a company that has this awesome product that's called the Total Gym. So everybody knows our product and our company name as synonymous together. It's this one piece of equipment that you can train your entire body with using your body weight. Uh, and obviously the largest exposure is Chuck Norris and Christy Brinkley advertising on television. What people don't know, although that infomercial started in 1996 and is the longest running, most revenue generating infomercial ever in the history of fitness infomercials, over four and a half million customers have total gyms in their home. And 76% of those customers continue to use it today since last survey. The company was actually founded in 1974, before I was born. That's where Tom Campanero and his two partners, uh, at that time, Dale McMurray and a guy named Doug Marino, thought of the concept on the beach in San Diego after Tom moved out here from Philadelphia. But I won't steal his thunder. He can tell you that story and how it progressed. Uh, but, but that's what people don't know is, is you know, they see the infomercial, they, they think total gym, oh, an overnight success. Yeah, since 1974. Right. Uh, and the way the company has progressed through the ages is, you know, through primarily the physical therapy market. One over 14,000 physical therapy clinics that rehab millions of people per month on the total gym. So that rehab groundswell of exposure and, and quality exercise 
has really been one of the, the fueling factors, not to mention that our, our partner in the infomercial world is the best in the industry. But, but that groundswell of commercial activity has helped fuel the infomercial. We actually didn't really get into the commercial fitness space until 2003 when we launched the Gravity product uh, and the Gravity business model for small group training solutions and programming on the total gym equipment. So to, to wrap that around back to your question, which is how am I going to put my stamp on the industry, and that's taking this great product that is such a great functional way to train and it's so highly effective and breaking it out into uh, more, let's call it simple or simplistic exercise machines that are designed for the gym floor of health clubs, like the core trainer. The core trainer is something where you train your abdominals, you train your whole core in that matter by utilizing the plank as the, as the exercise platform and then making it dynamic. These are all things you can do on the total gym and all of our commercial total gym models. The challenge that, that we faced is, you know, having a total gym is a bit complex for a gym floor. So taking the core trainer and breaking it out provides an environment for every gym no matter what type of facility they are, whether they have personal trainers or not, to have an abdominal piece that is very functional and very effective. Uh, looking forward, we've already got two more products in the queue, one of which should launch October this year and another of which should launch uh, in March of next year at URSA. So the, the first will be featured at Athletic Business. So these will be three new products, the core trainer included, along this vein of creating simplicity out of our total gym model and taking that concept to the masses in the fitness industry. Very cool. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So I thought um, you were just going to simply say, uh, I'm not going to let my dad out of the garage anymore. And uh, <laughs> that's how he's going to get out of the shadow. But your answer was a lot better, Jesse. I just want a you to know. <laughs> a lot smarter. Well, my dad's a pretty short guy. So like, you know, I can get out of the shadow fairly quickly. Although it is a long shadow, as you say. So I, so talking about thinking about like this company started before you were born and I, I've been in a lot of different industries and you go to trade shows and you see kids running around trade shows and like, you know, they're there with their parents and all kids are concerned with is like all the free crap they can grab and, and fill their bag with. Did you, I mean, were you part of the industry as a little kid? I mean, did you go to trade shows? Were you tagging along with your dad at sport events? I mean, go back to your earliest, like how, how long have you really been involved? So, you know, back when I was, let's say, four years old and started working on the Total Gym for the first time, you know, half the accessories and the things that we have on the product are because my dad and I, when I was five or six years old, would, would just come up with stuff in our garage, right? And uh, there, was a, there was a year where between him and his two partners, just the three of them, three people, three-person company, they did over 350 trade shows in one year. Jeez. Do the math on that. Jeez. So I went to a few of them, but I'm pretty sure I got banned from the trade show world fairly quickly because I was a pretty active kid, yeah. uh, climbing on everything, you know, knocking stuff down. Uh, that, was, that was basically my MO. So, um, the union guys were like, slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> they were like, is that kid supposed to be up on the rafters up there? What is going on? Let's get him out of here. Well, we'll get up there at lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So – when you're when you talk about releasing new products, um, hold on, no, but I want to hear more uh, about this. So you're at t talk a little bit more about being at the shows. 
So, oh, but you, so but you didn't really yeah, go. I don't remember much. To me, it was probably a playground of stuff to climb on, and I only went to a few shows. I can tell you what I remember most about just my involvement with the company is, is in the early years when we were when we were just getting started. So this was maybe um, a, a little longer after we just got started. But but we in our garage at home we had an upholstery shop where we would upholster all the glide boards. You know, our glide boards are the, are the board that you lie on and glide up and down right. the machine. And um, we would upholster all those boards. So we'd get the boards and the foam and the material and, and bring it in. And we had a press and an air gun stapler and we would upholster it. And, um, you know, before I could even see over the, the, the press to upholster the board, my dad had a stool out there and had me with pliers and a staple gun upholstering boards for like 50 cents a board (laughs) (laughs) so so as the company grew we started having to do thousands of boards a month i came up with this whole idea for my dad this was around high school days now maybe 15 16 years old where where i would manage the board upholstery shop essentially and basically hired my other buddies in high school to come in and upholster board and we came up with a deal where, you know, the company would pay 75 cents a board. I'd keep 25 cents and pay my friends 50 cents a board. It wasn't bad money because you could upholster, say, 30 boards in an hour. So high school kids upholstering 30 boards an hour, you know, we're making 15, 20 bucks an hour uh, with an override on, on the board shop. And all this is happening out of our garage in Claremont Mesa, San Diego. There it is again. There it is. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a cool story. That is a cool story. So you you've been a business guy from the very beginning. I mean, in high school, it's been management. Management. Since fifteen. My first management job was fifteen years old in a garage. <laughs> that's funny. But you know what? That's that's such a cool story because the the idea of sort of the the guys in the garage uh, doing things. I mean, I think that that sort of plays. A, it, it, it sort of fulfills the dream that a lot of people have who, who are right now out there trying to build their new equipment, starting their new equipment lines. I think it's, a, it's, a, it's cool to know that there are people who've come from there and who've gotten to where, where you've gotten today. Um, but, yeah, you know, for all those people, I mean, I'd suggest they put their kids to work. You know, child labor laws don't apply when it's your kid. You can do whatever you want, right? <laughs> Well, actually, you guys were paying above minimum wage even for back then. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> totally. um, so you, you're, 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 I'm actually interested about some of the new products you're coming out with, um, and and not necessarily the product themselves. I'm sure you're not gonna you're gonna tell us everything about it on this particular podcast. But I'm actually interested to know how involved you are in the in the uh, product development itself, in the testing of it. Um, and then how do you decide when it comes out? I mean, is it, Hey, let's just do it at a trade show or is there, is there a, is there a a pattern for bringing a product to market? Well, that's a great question. Um, so I'll start with the, how involved I am very involved. I I love the product side of the business. I'm a fitness guy. I'm a product guy. So, um, we've got a product development team here, which, uh, which I'm on the team. 
uh, as the leader of the company. I'm not the leader of that team. Uh, Randall Berkstead, who's our COO, is the is the final leader of that team, and, and his right-hand person is Dan McCutcheon, our engineer, uh, and then I'm the third team member. So it's not a large team. It's the three of us, and we're really the, the drivers of all of our product development and uh, product solutions in the company. Um, so w- where I think I bring the biggest value is, uh, is foresight into, into the industry. I, I go in so many clubs per, per year with my travel and all those things, and then also customer relationships, you know, asking our our largest customers, what they see that their members need, what are, you know, what are some spaces we can fill? Uh, you know, Mike Feeney from NEV was very instrumental in helping give, give us guidance on the core trainer. I mean, the first, the first iterations of the core trainer were, were, were close to a total gym in that we wanted to do a hundred different things. And, you know, Mike Feeney and, and, and Sean McKinnon from Good Life and those guys were like, man, guys, simplify it. It's so cool for, to have a dynamic plank machine, why don't you focus on that? And that's when the light bulb went off for us where we're like, hey, these, these customers are giving us a, a picture into the future of how we can take parts of the total gym that are awesome and design them to be easily usable by the general member in a health club that may not be a fitness expert, but they can go up to the machine and instantly see what to do and get a very effective workout. So moving that into – oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I Finish your story. I was going to say moving that into the, the second part of your question, which yeah. was – which was – How do you release it? Uh, what was the second part of your question? <laughs> <laughs> How do you release it? How do you – so you've, you've – you've, That's what it was. You've got this very new piece of equipment, which I assume has the greatest upholstery possible of any piece of new equipment on the market. And <laughs> it doesn't even have upholstery, man. It's doesn't have new fancy, like, self-skinning foam stuff that you can only do in, in Taiwan at a real manufacturer. You can't do it in a garage. It's the oven is like the size of the garage. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, so you've, 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 you've said, you've talked to the marketplace, and you said, what do you need? You obviously have your years of, you know, you, what, 15, 20 years of actively being involved yourself, and you're still a young guy uh, in the industry, uh, and taking that experience. Uh, you know, having walked through thousands of clubs and sort of just seen what and how people interact with these machines. So you've done this sort of market research. You've, you've obviously got a lot of expertise in the manufacturing. So when you when you take a new product to market, how do you say – this is not the same as this. How do you how do you differentiate the total gym product line from the twenty thousand other pieces of equipment that are out there? Well, our biggest differentiator is the fact that we use body weight as the resistance, and and so it's it's not full body weight, it's partial body weight. So when you look at the total gym being you know that concept of having a gliding board on an incline, uh, automatically that can unload a percentage of your body weight. So you know, body weight training is a big movement right now in the industry. You've got, you know, everything from CrossFit to uh, just, you know, these new cages coming out like Move Strong and a, a ton of other companies yeah. that are doing the cages where you can hang on the monkey bars and do pull-ups and all that stuff. And that's what's fantastic. I used to be a gymnast for 11 years, and I love body weight training. The challenge is the average person, the average person will rip their shoulders out of their socket if they try to hang with one arm and do monkey bars. Let's be, let's be honest. Um, so, 
with our products, we can actually unload the body weight to provide an environment for people to start getting that body weight training, start building that foundation of, of strength coordination and movement, so strength mobility and awareness, per se. And then they can build and grow up to more intense body weight training exercises. You know, TRX does a great job of this as well by, you know, hanging from the suspension and, and moving your feet either out or forward to create a different percentage of the body weight that you move. It's the same concept with total gym. In fact, we can even make it more stable for the deconditioned and provide an environment for the conditioned or the athletes to, to train hard as well. So you really get the broad spectrum of people and exercise modality with the product that we're designing. So you know about timing to go to market and that's a great question because it's something that we've been refining in our product development, you know, design and execution. Uh, and what we're putting in place is a plan to, to be a regular provider of, of new innovative products to the industry. And by regular provider, that, you know, has to do with the pace by which we can effectively execute, for one, and come up with quality products, and the pace by which the industry needs innovation or, or strives for innovation. So through our product development process, we want to be, you know, we want to have products that are specific and relevant to the industry that keep us top of mind so that, you know, either buyers of clubs or members of clubs are, are thinking, man, what is Total Gym coming up with next? This is amazing. You know, at, at, at uh, Ursa, they launched one of the most revolutionary new abdominal and core training products the industry's seen. What are they coming up with at club industry and athletic business? You know, what's going to be the new thing at the athletic business that, Total gym coming out with, and there will be a new thing. It will be there at Athletic Ooh, ooh, well, Magic Johnson will be there. Maybe he'll get on the machine for you. That'd be pretty cool. Or Jose Giovanni might get on it too. I'm, I'm sort of a celebrity. I'm sort of a celebrity <laughs> in the industry. Everybody I mean, in this conversation. Sort of, come on. Sort of, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. In my own head, anyway. So you, 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 you get a product out there. Um, so one of the interesting questions we always ask everybody is uh, Jesse as Jesse, not Jesse as part of Total Gym. Um, what, what's the, in the products you've launched, what, what was the mistakes you've made in the past? What's, the, what's your biggest regret? What's your biggest uh, mistake? Yeah. What's your biggest mistake? Yeah, what is your biggest mistake? Oh, man, there's so many to choose from. Goodness gracious. Uh, <laughs> Biggest mistake, I would say, is is you know, and it's hindsight's always twenty twenty, um, but part of me wonders why didn't we do this sooner? You know, why didn't we? Our company's been around since nineteen seventy four, and we've basically had you know, say on the commercial side, three versions of the same product. You know, it's like a, a high end version, middle end version, lower end version, but for all intents and purposes, it's it's the same product. You know, and so part of me is going, you know, why, why didn't we, why didn't we think to break out really awesome components of that fantastic product for the market and the people that it serves to branch out and start capturing new audiences that maybe that product's not the best fit for, you know, so that, that I guess is, I don't know if it's the biggest mistake, but it's definitely something I look back and go, go, man, I wonder what would have happened if we would have started doing this sooner. Where would we be today? What's the reason? Uh, you know, or quite frankly, maybe the industry wasn't ready for it, or maybe it was, maybe we weren't ready for it. I don't know, but but I think... 
I mean, was it fear? Was it now? Was it fear? I mean, was fear keeping you back? You're like, we want to expand, but like, God, we got a good thing. And when you got a good thing, you know, why, why fix it? Or was it just stuff you hadn't even thought like that was a possibility? I, I think, I think it had to do, I think it had to do with passion for the total gym product that you currently had, yeah. that, that we currently had and the absolute unwavering commitment to driving that product home. And so without that, though, see, what if we had gotten distracted with this type of product development strategy earlier, we might not have four and a half million customers out there using the total gym as it is today. We might not have, you know, 14,000 physical therapy, therapy clinics rehabbing millions of people per month, literally per month on the total gym today. So that's the other flip side of it is, is without that, you know, laser focus on that total gym product to really build this foundation. And that was all driven by, by Tom, my dad, you know, I mean, his passion and his focus and his, you know, intention around, you know, driving that product to the market is what's made it so successful today. So, so on the flip side, maybe the, the thing that I'm thinking was actually the best thing that we did in the past was not doing something like this. And no. now it's framed up the opportunity for us to do it. You so, know, so, so it's, you, it's always hard to tell. Right. So you, you have a, so you, you know, to summarize, I guess you, your vision now is you're really going to take components. The strategy for Total Gym going forward is really start looking at the Total Gym as a whole and start uh, deconstructing it to its individual body parts that it works out and then taking the best of that and, and building a machine around those particular pieces using body weight. I think if you look at the next, if you look at the next 18 to 24 months, yes, that's going to be the first path of of our product development process, taking what we know and what we've done for, you know, you know, next year is our 40th anniversary. Wow. 1974, 2014, we'll be 40 years old as a, as a company and a brand. Just as a side note, next year is my 40th birthday. And I think, I think I should get a total gym for my birthday. You know, we're both the same age. Scrap ones in the warehouse. We can probably, you know, bolt one together for you or something. No, I, no, I, I no. Guess. We want you to build it with your buddies. Yeah, I want you to build it. I want you to come and upholster it in my favorite hot fuchsia pink colors. <laughs> so yeah, we got some archive units I could dig up for you. Yeah, so I've got a. We, we've, we've asked a lot of people this particular question, which is, uh, how have you seen the industry change over the last, uh, you know, X number of years, 40 years? Uh, total gym. But I, I, I think what's interesting about this particular conversation is uh, you're sort of a younger guy. You, you, you're you're going to be driving it for the next 40 years, right? So how do you want to see the industry change in the next 40 years? I mean, we talked about the next 18 and 24 months, but what's the what's that thing that you're like, what keeps you passionate? What, what do you want to strive for in this industry? Well, that's a great, that's a great question. I think that some of the big things that are coming up in the industry is this movement into functional training, body weight training, and really um, helping people move themselves better. You know, it's, it's kind of moved from, a, you know, in the past, a bodybuilding industry where it was about, you know, big muscles and isolation to more of a wellness, let's call it, focused industry where it's about getting people healthy. And, and that's really where I see over the next, say, 20, 40 years with Total Gym is our mission 
is helping millions of people get healthier. That's what we do. That's why every single person in our company comes to work, not to make money or get a paycheck or even to design cool machines. It's to figure out ways to help millions of people get healthier. And that goes across the board from the consumer division to the commercial division to our international markets. And that's what we focus on in our product development process, too, is not just breaking out pieces of total gym. That's what we know. That's the next that, that's the next short term of product development. But you talk 20 or 40 years, you know, I'd like to see our company and the industry continue moving towards that environment of helping people get healthier, providing an accessible environment, accessible equipment, accessible locations for the aging population and the young population to get into environments where they can get healthier as a whole, as individuals, as human beings. Mm-hmm. That's a huge goal. <laughs> huge goal. But I mean, it's, it, it's a good one. It is a good one. Um, I want to, uh, we, we were talking last week with, um, with Tim Rohde from the Mac wellness and um, who works his his wife is his partner. And obviously Hossein and his brother, Al are partners in motion soft. What's it like to be in business with your folks? I mean, family business. And his wife. And, and your his wife, wife. Your wife. My God, you can't get away from anybody. Um, I decline to answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's but I mean, does it, does it ever – I mean, like at what point were you allowed to speak at the dinner table and actually have a say? Yeah, that's a great um, question, actually. That is a great question. At, at what point did we actually have dinner? <laughs> working <laughs> dinner table what's that <laughs> everybody um, ate huddled around the planks yeah. <laughs> over your exactly. upholstered chairs <laughs> exactly we finally came up with an adjustable glide board to go flat because we were sick of eating dinner on an incline <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> you you keep losing your soup <laughs> So that's a great question. Uh, I, I got to say that uh, you know working with family is a blessing and a challenge, all wrapped up in one, all wrapped up in one package. Um, you know because you, you you have the blessing of knowing that you can that you can obviously trust everything that goes on. You know it's family, it's blood, it's it's we're all in it together, we're all in it to build the company, the brand, the, you know the family, the assets, the family network. I mean, and that's a that's a huge blessing. Um, the challenge with it is 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 a lot of times you you lose some of your family life. I don't know if you guys have experienced that, but, but you end up, you know, dinner conversations end up being about business. Lunch conversations end up being about business. Family get-togethers end up being about business. My poor sister, who doesn't work in the business, she actually has her own company called SKL Design, and she does interior design and, and artwork. fantastic. She's based out of New York. Um, she gets so frustrated sometimes because we'll be, you know, all together as a family and, and you know, me and, and my dad, Tom, and, and my mom, Joy, who's our VP of marketing brand development, you know, we'll all be talking about business. And she's like, okay, guys, can you shut up about business and let's yeah. have a normal, like, you know, family interaction and fun time here at, at dinner? Um, so, you know, growing up in an environment where my dad and my mom worked in the company together, I've actually made the decision where uh, my wife does not work for the company. In fact, she's oh. not allowed to work for the company. Um, and that's, that's specifically to make sure that I've provided an environment at home for, for, for us to have a home life, for her to have, you know, hobbies and interests and things that, that, that she's into specifically. And I think there's an element of perspective that you gain when, when your spouse is not in the business every day. 
so we, of course, talk about the business all the time, and, and she knows a lot of the things that are going on from either a high level or, or even a lot of things, like all these products I run and buy her. She was, you know, she's a fitness person. She, you know, she teaches some, some classes, and she does some personal training and things on the side. Um, but, uh, but what I love is being able to come home and get that third-party objective perspective when I do have a challenge going on in the business. And that's something I think that, you know, if your spouse and you are both working in the business, it's hard to gain that third-party perspective from them. She knows enough to be insightful, yet she's not dealing with the same in and out day and day. Hold on. Uh, No, I'm I'm, 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 no, Jesse, I'm sorry. I am sorry. I can't let you get away with this one. I have been to trade shows, and I have seen Blythe work the show floor better than just about any other employee you have. So maybe this is a new family policy, but (laughs) going backwards, she has definitely worked the floor. And in fact, I've walked away with five total gyms in my house because she's such a good salesperson. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I was saying, working the floor at a trade show is very different than being an employee on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, for sure. You're right. My wife, Blythe, can absolutely kill it on a trade show floor and give anybody the best workout of their life on the equipment and be a huge advocate out there for events and things like that. Um, but when it comes to the day-to-day operations of working in the business, you know, she's not an employee of the company. And, and yeah. I think there's value in that. You know, there's value on both sides. And different sure. things work for, for different people. So, um, but, but from my perspective, growing up in a family where everybody was in the business talking about the same problems, I want that that extra perspective from my wife so that I can come home and be like, oh my gosh, I'm dealing with this challenge. And she's so far away from it. Sometimes she sees an absolute epiphany or light bulb that I would have never seen, or she probably wouldn't have seen if we were both in the same problem. That makes any sense. It does. And so you are recently, you are a recent father. Is that correct? Not so. I am. I have an absolutely beautiful, wonderful uh, baby girl named Jax Winter Campanero. She will be one year old this month. Oh, wow. And can you, um, this month? Wow, it's been a year. September 20th. It's been a year. I'm fast as I go. That's amazing. Um, so would you, uh, would you want her to join the family business? Um, I, I, you know, it, it's up to her. Um, I, I, what I want to do is, is, is be a dad that encourages her to follow her dreams and her passions and, and, and really help her get there. So, if that has to do with being involved in a family business, great. If it, if not, as long as it's you know healthy and wholesome and within our our core values, then I'm going to support it. Um, awesome, which man. leads to you. I mean, did you ever want to do anything else? Was it always this is where I'm working? I'm going to do this. Did you uh, did you have your sights on anything else? Any fantasies? Any dreams? Lee, he started in management. Why would he ever go anywhere else? <laughs> no, he started on the he started on the floor, and then he worked <laughs> I, up to management. You know, he quickly figured it out. Manufacturing, <laughs> and then I quickly figured out it was going to be a whole lot easier to make twenty five cents off of everybody else's work than my own. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I, you know what? I went back and forth. To be quite honest, I you know there were times like like back then when I was management and the board. <laughs> And those things, and, and you know, I've worked every aspect of the business from from those apportioning of boards to uh, the warehouse, boxing up, shipping, you know, doing those things to uh, customer service, marketing, and then and then finally into sales, where you know, from the sales path is what's where where I've moved from that into into the leadership role that I'm in now. Um, but you know, th- there were times back in in college where you know I wanted to do it myself. I wanted to start my own business. 
you know, I mean, we've got a very entrepreneurial family, obviously, mm-hmm. from the spirit of, of which we were raised. And my sister owns her own business. You know, my dad started his, and there was a, you know, there's a part of me that that wanted to get out there and, and do my own thing. I even, you know, had a few had a few bouts at that where I where I did a couple things, and and it always came back to, you know, why wouldn't I want to get involved and take advantage of the fantastic opportunity that that my dad and my family has, has really laid out for us. You know, I mean, the, the infrastructure and the, and the opportunity that was in front of me, it, it would have been, I, I think, um, stupid of me not to work to take advantage of it. Um, and one thing about my dad is uh, he, he's never been one for free handouts. You know, so uh, it, it always comes with work. Uh, and, and I appreciate that because it's given me a, a work ethic and a, and a, a value structure by which I, uh, by which I can live. By. Very so nice. you, so you obviously uh, want to touch back on something you said earlier, which is you were you were an, a gymnast for 11 years. Um, so I, and I, I'm gonna I may show a little bit of ignorance here, but I, I think, uh, in my personal opinion, uh, I should say. The I think the single greatest uh, feat of strength that I've ever seen, and I see it regularly. There's a move in gymnastics on the uh, the rings called the Iron Cross. I think is that is there something called the Iron Cross? It's Correct. Sort of, iron Cross on the rings. Have you ever done it? Uh, when I was 11 years old, I did uh, my first Iron Cross, and I cheated. I cheated a little bit. There's two ways to do an Iron Cross. Uh, one way, which is the proper way, is with your wrists fully extended. Um, the other way is you roll your wrists in, so you get about another three or four inches in. And so I'd gotten to the point where I could do an iron cross on the rings, the, the cheating way, um, as an 11-year-old. Now I'm definitely too heavy and uh, weak to do anything close to that. I would well, I could have told, told you that. I could have told you that. I can still do uh, handstand and a backflip, though. So you, we, we've asked this question of, a, of, of all the people we've interviewed. So recently, the American Medical Association uh, announced that, um, announced that uh, obesity is a disease, right? It's, it's not something that you brought upon yourself. They, there's now legal, uh, they've argued that like cancer, it's something you can't control, okay? I'd love to know your thoughts on that. Is 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 it a disease or is it something that uh, we caused because of McDonald's or whatever? Oh man, I could you know. Uh, <laughs> that, that's a great question. If it's a disease, in my opinion, if, if it is a disease, in my opinion, it is um, either a mental or emotional uh, disease or imbalance, not a physical one. Um, it's the, the act of somebody not being able to control their urges or um, using food as comfort or, or whatever. So, so in general, from my opinion, and I'm not a doctor and I, I don't know those things, but in general, from my opinion, I, I think that, um, that it's not an uncontrollable disease, uh, it, you know, but I don't think it's something that, you know, what I don't agree with is medicine trying to fix it or pills trying to fix it. I think that that when you get to the severe obesity case, um, people need emotional health, likely. Um, and again, I don't know that much about that area, but but given the right emotional health, the right you know 
confidence infusion uh, to, to, to really help them gain the confidence to, to get in and make a change. Um, and, and the huge part of it's diet. Yeah, things like McDonald's created it. You know, uh, things like just fast food in general and the ease of which people can get large quantities of bad food at a low cost. And then they just consume it in massive quantities. I mean, we in the U.S. consume food like no other country. And, and it seems like the U.K. Is, is, is starting to come close behind us. But you still go to go to other countries and, and people walk more in general and, and they eat less and, and, uh, and, and the food products are, are healthier. So I love what's happening with the whole organic food products movement and, you know, just people eating whole foods and wholesome foods and a well-balanced diet. Um, so, so I guess to, to sum it up with a quick answer, no, I don't think it's a disease. Um, I think it can be, uh, it, it can be an emotionally dr- driven challenge or, or problem. Um, and I think that, you know, exercise is one of the best ways for people to feel accomplishment. And when people feel accomplishment, even if it was just a short exercise or something small, I mean, that's one of the things. Uh, with Total Gym going into the consumers' homes, a lot of our customers out there are, you know, the the overweight individuals that don't feel comfortable going into a club yet. Or, or and I say yes because hopefully by getting the Total Gym and getting that that first initial success of training, they go, wow, we, look at this, I can be successful. I am losing weight. You know what? I'm going to go join a gym and get some personal training and take this whole thing to the next level. Um, so uh, that I, I guess. is that that is a great answer. I, yeah. I, you know, it. I I think that uh, if people listen to this uh, this podcast, and we've asked that question a lot of a lot of different uh, to a lot of very very smart people, and um, interestingly, they all basically answered the same way you did, which is, hey, disease. It's it's not really a disease. It's something uh, people should be able to control. But I think that the what you brought in there, which is. You, you accept the fact that there may be uh, emotional or chemical imbalance that could cause it. Uh, and you've actually sort of said, here's a potential solution, which is sort of help people find themselves, give them the confidence, uh, and the, give them those little accomplishments that will hopefully drive them to the next level. So, uh, you know, Jesse, I think, I think it's really easy for, for people to say, well, you were handed something. Uh, and you know you're just you're sort of in that shadow. But I will tell you uh, to bring it back to what we said earlier. Uh, just based on that answer alone, you've absolutely come out of your father's shadow. I mean that was I think well very well said, and I couldn't agree with you 100 percent more. Thanks. But your dad is still a pretty great guy. <laughs> He's the man. He is the, the man. man. You guys will interview with him later and find out more how much the man he is. But he he really is. Um, so he's been my he's been my biggest mentor and coach and teacher uh, my whole life. And the biggest thing that the biggest thing that he's given me is is the foundation of core values to to be an individual of integrity and the, and the guy that I am today, which hopefully you know exudes itself in in everything I do, including the company um, and just that that work ethic and that that foundation of integrity. Um, and you'll you'll see it from my dad when you talk to him, and hopefully everybody in the industry sees it from our company and and from their interaction with us as to, as to how we really operate. So going going, and I know you sort of said uh, he, he your father Tom is uh, the founder of Toljum, uh, was your mentor, is your mentor, uh, excluding 
him. Who's who else has been your mentor? Whether in this industry uh, or just generally. You know, I'm a big sports guy. Um, as far as I played a lot of sports and things, and and um, there were a couple of football coaches. Uh, one in particular, uh, Bob Denton, back in high school, that was that was quite a good mentor for me. You know, going through those those weird, awkward, like, you know, middle school years and early high school years, he really gave me a lot of um, foundation and guidance. Uh, Another mentor of of mine, which um, is actually, I think, would if you ask this question to my dad, will probably be his number one mentor. Um, And so I I know him through my dad is is a gentleman named um, John Bicelli. He's about 93 years old now, and uh, and he used to train me in, uh, in lifting. You know, we'd, we'd work out and he would train me uh, for free, by the way. Never took any money ever. He just did it because he, because he was passionate about it. He trained my dad back in the days when, when my dad was a bodybuilder. And um, if you guys go to classicbodybuilders.com and type in Tom Campanero, you'll see that he had a couple of cover pages. Um, and I think it was Muscle and Fitness or Muscle and something back in the day. So you got to make sure you bring that up in the podcast <laughs> with him. Um, so, so as far as, um, you know, core value and, uh, and and motivation and work ethic and, and, and those type of things, those, those guys were, were some of my mentors there. Um, now in the world of business and, and today, I, I, my top mentor, aside from my dad, obviously, is a gentleman named Mike Richardson. Uh, and uh, I'm part of a, a group called Vistage, which is the, uh, the largest CEO membership organization in the world. And essentially, we get together once a month and with other peers and, and discuss issues and challenges. And, and we have a, a chair um, and that chair for me is Mike Richardson. And, and, and our relationship has gone beyond the vistage infrastructure. Um, however, that was, that was how we got introduced and, and founded. And he's really just helped me and us as a company implement the right type of structure to really, take us to the next level and, and he's been a really great accountability source for me and a, and a fantastic third-party view into you know our company and what we need to do for example we have him facilitate our annual strategic planning meeting every year where we do a two-day offsite and he comes in and, and facilitates and really helps the team think through the things we need to think through and, and implement the structure so uh, i've learned a, a ton from him and uh, really value his friendship and mentorship in that regard. Um, and you can check his website out. Just Google Mike F. Richardson or in the driving seat.com and that's some of his materials and the things that he does. Cool. Um, so we've asked this question also, and we're, we're, there's a lot of questions we ask everybody we interview, but um, you know, when you were in third grade, all right, uh, before you were management at, uh, at Total Gym. Um, that was fourth grade. That was fourth grade, yeah. In third grade, when you played uh, when you played dodgeball, right? I mean, every kid would – you'd line up and you'd go, I'd pick him first, then this guy, then this guy, then this guy. Um, I think it goes without saying, just, just knowing uh, what Lee and I look like, we were always the last kids to get picked and the first kids to get out. Uh, uh, tell – I know, I know. I know what you're thinking right now. It's – I absolutely 100% believe that. Um where were you? Were you always the first kid to pick, get picked, or were you the last kid? Uh, where were you in the third grade athletic skills contest? I um, I went to a small school, a small private school. Um, I, I would say I always did the picking. Wow, you were the captain. 
Yeah, I would do the picking. That's where I like to be, is the guy picking. The guy picking the team. Um, and, <laughs> they didn't, uh, know, and they didn't not... know they were getting picked for the team and a job assembling boards <laughs> in your parents' garage. Right? <laughs> if you, hey, I'm going to raise your salary. I'm going to raise your salary. <laughs> well, you want this team? <laughs> be at my house at 7.15 on Saturday morning. You better catch well, that ball. Let's go. <laughs> well, a lot of these kids, uh, a lot of these kids lost their uh, NCAA scholarships because you started paying them uh, too early. <laughs> they were, <laughs> they lost their amateur status as a result. I'm interested in you. One of your favorite questions, though, is, uh, is, is, uh, is favorite workout. If you could do one workout for the rest of your life, one, one thing, what would it be? Uh, I have a very inappropriate answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> Playing in the dirt. <laughs> That's not that inappropriate. That's not that inappropriate. Give us actually that I'll is the best I, answer. <laughs> I'm sure you can all imagine that inappropriate one. Um, at, at, at the end of the day, the, my favorite workouts are um, are are uh, more sport activities. So if you want to call those a workout, like yesterday I went surfing for an hour and a half. That was a workout, man. Heart rate was up, you know, out there paddling, catching waves, like like doing all that. I love snowboarding. Um, I love, you know, you ever, you know, personal, do you interview ski or snowboard? Yeah, I'm big time skier. Please. Cool. How do your legs feel the first run of the new season? Well, I'm in I'm in superior shape there, Jesse. So uh, mm-hmm. you know I don't want to brag. <laughs> Jump. Well, I guess when you're I guess when you're going down the bunny hill, they won't start burning that much. Well, <laughs> it's not the bunny hill. It's 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 more the little t- training hill where they uh, with the T bar that takes you back up top. By the way, Which, his by the way, his trademark, you know, is he he only skis wearing a cowboy hat. So I did. That, that's his thing. If you ever on a mountain, you see a guy with a cowboy hat, it might be that ugly face. <laughs> yeah, I'm underneath it. Nice. Um, so I guess if I had to pick one one style of workout or one workout to do for the rest of my life, and I couldn't do any other, it would be it would be sports, man. That's a workout. I mean, that's right. it's great. Um, if if I had to go, you know, if I went the other way and said, okay, sports don't count, well, then it'd be working out of my total gym. Clearly. All right, so that that leads me to the next question. We we sort of uh, joked about it earlier. Uh, three questions. You can take them in any order you want. First question: favorite Chuck Norris saying thing. Uh, I actually know the answer to this because he's. T- I think he told me it a long time ago. Uh, what's Christy Brinkley really like? Uh, and uh, three. Um, I don't remember what the third question was. I already forgot it. Who cares about Christy Brinkley? The third one had to do with Christy Brinkley in an inappropriate workout, apparently, but I don't remember it. Well, I don't know about favorite like Chuck Norris saying or joke, but but I do have an interesting story that I that you know about Chuck one time that I found out that I thought was odd. You know, of all the things that he's done before and working out and everything, we were talking and and Chuck Norris can't can't even do a push-up really weird like i mean uh, of all the things he can do he can't do a push-up no um i'm sure he's really happy you shared that with everybody <laughs> well it's weird because every time he tries to do a push-up he just pushes the world down <laughs> <laughs> bam look at that <laughs> delivery <laughs> you know chuck norris is the only guy in the world that can slam a revolving door <laughs> uh, 
man, they gotta have good more. Keep keep, keep yeah, going. You, you can have, keep just, going oh, if you man. want. It's crazy. You know, were you guys ever afraid of the boogeyman when you were little? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Everybody was. Check your closet for the boogeyman and stuff like that. Sure. sure. Well, Chuck Norris isn't afraid of the boogeyman because the boogeyman checks his closet for Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how you, so Chuck, yeah, Chuck go ahead. Can, but uh, he doesn't have to wear any sunblock because the sun wears Chuck block. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to stop this right now. I'm going to stop okay, it because I can't. I, it's too easy to keep going. So uh, obviously, and obviously, the one of the things that absolutely helped the uh, helped the total total gym brand was that whole whatever those the Chuck sayingisms. Um, but I think. Uh, Lee and I are both much more interested in in uh, Christy Brinkley say, saying isn't what she like. Um, you know, I, let me just say one more thing about Chuck Norris because I do. Our family and I know him a lot a lot better than Christy Brinkley, and um, and with all of his fame and stardom and everything, he is one of the most humble, just genuine, awesome people that that I've met. Uh, like genuinely there, so I can't say enough really great things about him. Um, when it comes to Christy Brinkley, honestly, I don't know her that well. I've only met her one or two times on the set, and she seems really, really nice. And um, obviously, she's beautiful and has done well for herself in her career, and she's been a great advocate for Total Gym and for uh, for the brand and for the and for the product. She uses it. She loves it. Um, so uh, I, I can't say enough nice things about her. Uh, but I also can't say that I know her well, so I, I haven't spent nearly as much time with her as, as we have with Chuck Norris. And I will say that I was in the Hamptons two summers ago and walked into a restaurant. It was me, my wife, my buddy and his wife, and we're sitting at the bar and I walk in and I'm like, that's I, I'm like, oh, my God, there's Chrissy Brinkley. She, I mean, she is just absolutely as beautiful now as she I mean, literally, she's probably the most beautiful person on Earth. And my buddy is stunning. She's absolutely stunning. And like she, she, my buddy was, um, he like, <laughs> I noticed her and like a couple minutes later he glances over and he's like, Oh my God, look at that woman. She's beautiful. And like throughout the next like 10 minutes, he kept looking back. He's like, that woman is ridiculously beautiful. And I was like, I, I know who she is. He, he can't put together who it is. And he just kept on looking back and kept on saying back to me, that woman is incredibly beautiful. And finally he's like, I think that's Christy Brinkley. I'm like, oh, fuck, of course it's Christy Brinkley, dude. Like, how does it take you that long when a woman looks like that to not be Christy Brinkley? But she, she is. Totally. She looked, and she also seemed very sweet. And, and I'd like to say that it's all the total gym, but she was beautiful before she even knew about total gym. Let's be honest. Yeah, but um, she was not as toned, but, uh, not as yeah, beautifully or, toned. Or as tall, or as tall. That's, yeah, it, the, you know what? Aside from my dad, the total gym does make you taller. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You know what the worst part about this is that both of you have met Christy Brinkley, and I have not. I don't even have. I, I'm, I was trying to think of a makeup story so I could, you know, we ran into each other on a late rainy night or something. But uh, no. I do want to know about this well, uh, be, before before we wrap up, um, which I, I meant to ask at the very beginning. So you talked about like you just went surfing. Was it yesterday or this morning? Yeah, or? Yeah, yes, sir. You go surfing, live in the Southern California. You're born in Southern California, right? Correct. San Diego. Why are you going to college in Waltham, Massachusetts? Oh, great. Why question. in the world would you ever, ever leave, first of all, California? 
but to go to Waltham, Massachusetts, dude. Oh, oh, before you answer, just so you know, Jesse, Lee and I both went to school in Waltham, Massachusetts, <laughs> as well. So we are we're well well uh, well knowledgeable knowledgeable in in what well, happened. But we were Waltham, coming from armpit yeah, East Coast, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> like, what school did you guys go? We went to Brandeis. Brandeis. Oh, you went to Brandeis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I went to Bentley College at the time. Now it's Bentley University. Um, a couple reasons. Uh, I, I love new experiences. You know, I grew up in Southern California. That was my perspective. That was my lens. And um, I wanted to get, I wanted to get a different perspective on life and where people live. And uh, and so all of the schools that I looked at back then were, um, were were somewhere else. Everywhere from from Colorado in the mountains, so I could snowboard every day, to um, you know, to Boston because I thought it was a cool city. You know, in Boston, just Northeast, East Coast, just. It, it's very different, you know, like than Southern California. Um, Southern California is pretty generic at the end of the day, whereas a lot of the, the Northeast um, cities have a lot more culture and history and, and diversity and things. And so, uh, and so I wanted that experience. Um, and it, how I landed in Waltham, Massachusetts, and uh, at Bentley was, was largely football. You know, a lot of the schools I was looking at were had to do with getting recruited for football or or getting scholarship or something. And then also they had to be tied into a good business education. I majored in finance and Bentley is one of the best accounting and finance schools yeah. in the country. Very good. Um, hands down. And they had a great division two football team, which, which was fun. Uh, I was able to come in and start as a freshman. And then I was captain for my last two years of the football team at Bentley. So, you know, it's just a, it was a cool city, great school. I like the people. The football team was good, and I knew I could excel in it. And uh, one of the best finance educations in the world. All right, that's a good. But reason. if you had but to do he, it all over again, yeah, you would have. But now he's back in San Diego because yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah. man's not an idiot. Notice where I live now. I didn't say. <laughs> all right, so all right, we cool. we always we always uh, end with a little word association, Jesse. Um, the, the two wires that we've connected to you right now uh, will uh, give you an electric shock if you wait too long to answer. So you need to answer quickly. You need to try to do it without repeating the same answer twice. We're going to give you a couple of, uh, couple of words, you were, and you're just going to tell me the first thing that pops into your mind. Are you ready? Yep. You want to crack your neck or anything, get, feel like you're you know, warm up a little bit, move, move the shoulders? Okay. Apparently not. Oh, there it is. He did it. He's he's <laughs> he's flexing as we speak, uh, ready for his mind. So well, you tell on, me when. Take my shirt off real quick. <laughs> right. Do you want me to do that as well? I think we already. No, no, oh, no, I think we already covered no, this. In video. Video. I'm still doing <laughs> oh, yeah. the Iron Cross, by the way, gentlemen. <laughs> just want you to know. And <laughs> and not the fake one that Jesse <laughs> no, no, did. I'm with fully his... extended. <laughs> fully can extended. I, can I do this whole word association while holding a handstand? That <laughs> wow, that would be <laughs> impressive. Um, all right, so we're going to give you a word. You tell us the word, first word that pops into your mind. Uh, it's about 10 or 12 words. You tell me when you are ready, sir. And you do not have to I'm be nervous. Ready to I'm nervous. You make me you nervous. Be nervous. I'm, like, I'm, I'm scared as to what these words are going to be. It, you know what the problem is? I have that effect on people who I interview, but not women, apparently. <laughs> so here we go. First word, treadmill. Woodway. Member. Awesome. Employee. The PDF. Retention. Essential. Diet. Uh, the, the number one solution to obesity. Exercise. The number two solution to <laughs> obesity. Does that count or was that too? Absolutely. That, no, that works. <laughs> Biggest loser. 
Biggest loser. The show. Spotting. Guys lifting too much. Healthcare. Broken. Technology. Advancing faster than we can keep up with. We fit. What was that sign? The Wii Fit, the Nintendo Wii Fit. Oh, video games. Locker room. Smelly. Gym class. <laughs> uh, kickball. There you go. I love your Favorite answer. An- to, I loved your answer to spotting, by the way. Yeah, I did too. Best too much. answer. <laughs> best answer. No, nah, I mean it Absolutely says a lot. That's exactly you're the you're you're. You, you, You're drinking we're the sitting here, No, but we're sitting here having a conversation about a company that started and is now one of the biggest fitness companies, biggest companies and most well-known companies in the world because of recognition that dude, you're lifting wrong or you're doing it wrong or you know what I mean? There, there's a better way, smarter way to work out. And yeah. because your father and his partners saw that, they turned it into something. They didn't create something that didn't need to be made. They created something that uh, didn't yet exist that needed that was you know they filled a vacuum that was uh, was open and it was a great answer because it was uh, a great answer it, it says a lot about the business it says a lot about business it says a lot about the fact that you truly believe what you're doing and I think that having that passion and having that uh, uh, that drive is is what's going to sort of drive Total Gym in the next ten years or the next forty years I should say. All right. Well, thank you very much, Lee. You, as uh, as always, have done a spectacular job, and I think we can all agree that uh, all my questions were perfect. Yeah, yeah. And I am oh, I'm, I'm I'm excited and lucky to work with you, Hal, because yes, uh, you are. every day is even better than the last one, folks. Uh, you can meet Jesse. He will sign anything. He will create a panel board for you um, at gym class, at uh, at the athletic business uh, iClubs conference, November twentieth through twenty second. 2013 in San Diego, California. He might even take you uh, maybe surfing. Surfing, maybe do a surf lesson for everybody. We may actually do a little surfing. I mean, it, the water will be cold, so bring your wetsuits. But um, we were we were thinking about doing a little surf excursion for some people. Uh, and, and more importantly, if you are coming to the conference, come by, say hi at our booth. Uh, we will have an all new product there that I cannot disclose at this time, as well as the still new product we launched uh, in March at Ursa, the core trainer um, and our flagship line as well for the gravity program. So come check us out and we look forward to seeing you there. Cool. Surfers hang with Jesse, man. Sounds good. Uh, This has been uh, Jim class heroes of fitness presented by athletic business magazine, the iClubs conference. Thanks for joining. Talk to you next week. Ta-ta. This has been Jim class. Heroes of Fitness.